This is the Nerdy Romantics Podcast, and I'm your host, Y.M. Nelson. Hello, Nerdy Romantics. I know this is a voice that you probably are not familiar with, but I am here uh, as a special guest host uh, for today's podcast because the focus of this week's nerdy podcast, uh, Nerdy Romantics Podcast, is your brave host and fearless leader, (laughs) the one and only Y.M. Nelson. And if I have not introduced myself, which I have not done, I will do so now. My name is Tati Richardson. I am a romance podcaster and romance author. My debut novel, The Build Up, just came out in March. And I am here as a fellow podcaster and fellow romance author to interview my friend Y.M. Nelson about her debut novel, The Accidental Swipe. So how are you doing, friend? I am great. How are you, Tati? I'm great. I'm so excited to talk to you about the accidental swipe. I'm so elated and happy for you for your debut out here to the world. They can eat it up and gobble it up <laughs> and like yes. I did. And like I think I read it in like two days. So Oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. Yeah, I read it in like two days. I was like flying through it. And not because you my friend. I just flew through it because it was enjoyable. And I, you know, I was over here texting you like, girl, what in the world? And stuff like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> because that's what I do with my friends who write books. So let's talk about you, YM Nelson. We know YM Nelson, the podcaster who talks about books and reviews books and romance books and things like that. But let's talk about you, YM Nelson, the author. So how did you transition or when did you decide to transition from reader and and writer to, to reader and, and avid like podcast enthusiast to writer? So basically, I'm asking you, when did you fall in love with romance? And why <laughs> did you want to to write romance, a romance novel? Well, you know, I really started wanting to write. I think writing was, for me, the first thing. Podcasting kind of came second a little bit because I had a little bit of fear about mm-hmm. putting my work out there. And I will say this because... You know, we're talking amongst friends, mm-hmm. a little bit of snobbery going on about about my work because I was thinking it was one thing when it was really something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first started writing, I first started writing, you know, of course, as a kid. The right. first thing that I wrote for fun was a poem in middle school. I just wrote it for fun. It was two stanzas long. <laughs> that is probably the only poem you really don't get out of me because that is not my wheelhouse. But I've kind of been writing off and on, off and on. But everything that I've written has had like a love story in it. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with love stories, you know, pretty much in in high school, I snuck the bodice rippers. I, I snuck those out and, and yeah. read those. And, you know, when I wasn't supposed to, but some of the reading that I did do that kind of, you know, precipitated kind of where I am right now, even though mm. I didn't know it at the time, was I read a lot of Sweet Valley High books mm. and mm-hmm. Babysitter's Club book. Yes, yes. And Nancy Drew books, but na- but not the original Nancy Drew books. I, I read those, but I really fell in love with, they had this kind of reboot. Like a modern and, version. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so if you kind of notice that through line there, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's, you know, puppy love and all those books, but there are not a lot of black and brown faces in those books. And so, exactly. And so I've always wanted to have a version of those books that represented me. And then Mm -hmm. 
as I grew up, the, it, it became a little more adult. I, I saw a lot of rom-coms out there mm -hmm. and I fell in love with those. But mm -hmm. again, those didn't have the representation that I wanted. Right. And so I, I was always kind of writing a version that had kind of the representation that I wanted. So that's kind of how I uh, came into that part. So where the mm -hmm. nerdy part comes in is, well, sort of from the Nancy Drew, but also as I grew up, I was really into like superhero comic, superhero TV shows and, and things like that. Not necessarily comic books but the TV shows and the movies that kind of came from like superhero things and yeah. Star Trek TNG. I've always mm -hmm. loved Star Trek and Star Trek had the, uh, sort of was getting more into the diversity that I wanted. Yeah. It has the drama mm -hmm. and I wanted to kind of combine all that. And so that's where the podcast came from. And it felt easy to talk about like what I wanted to write about. So mm -hmm. that's why the podcast ended up coming first, even though mm -hmm. I was kind of writing all along. Writing all along. Yeah. 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 I feel like, I feel like it's so funny. I feel like you and I have so many commonalities. Like, first of all, I, I, I'm nerdy too. I mean, I love the comics. I love the, the Wonder Woman and things like that. I love Star yes. Trek. Yeah. I'm a yeah. Gordy LaForge stand. Um, so like, it's crazy. And on top of that, you also had a blog where yes. you chronicled your dating life and stuff like that. I had a blog where I chronicled my dating life and then I kind of turned it into more of like a sex positive blog where I did like reviews and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I had that for almost 10 years and then I got married and then I didn't didn't even have time. Right. <laughs> but there was nothing else to chronicle after that. I'm like, okay, I'm married. I ain't single right. no more. So. <laughs> right. But you had a lot of like tinder days and tinder series and stuff like that which is the basis of part of the accidental spike and i'm going to get into that in a minute but first let's talk craft how did you move yeah. from the part of i want to write a book and in, in, into i'm serious about writing writing a book in other words what were yeah. some of like the craft things that you hold in on professionally to get you ready to write this book were mm -hmm. there groups were there books were there like methodology that you use like okay i'm getting serious about this thing i'm gonna write this book yeah there are uh, a few specific milestones that I can remember for this particular one. Uh -huh. So, but it kind of starts off with the book that's now on the shelf right. um, that I didn't publish, but maybe one day. I started writing when my day job was starting to look shady. Mm. I started to seriously think, I need a side hustle. I, I need a side hustle. And my side hustle needs to be writing. Even though uh, I was, I've always been one of those people. Well, I've always been one of those people with the work ethic, always. And that was instilled in me from my parents. And so when I saw that day job starting to do things like merging and layoff and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff, I said, yeah. you know what? I'm going to actually have this outlet for myself. So that was my first kind of milestone where I wanted to actually put that together because that's really what I wanted to do coming out of college. I wanted to write or I yeah. wanted to be in a career where that happened, but my work ethic brain said, you need a paycheck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and my parents in the background <laughs> said, you need a paycheck. <laughs> right. Because right, we are right. not going to support you and we are not going to pay for your college loans. Thank you. Right, right. right. It's, so, it's that, yeah, yeah. The creative don't pay until it pays off, basically. Yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah. I, I told myself at this point, I'm going to try to work on this craft. So if I have something that, if it does fall through, maybe I can actually have something to fall back on that I like. Right, right. So I started writing the book that um, is now on the shelf. And, and I had finished it. And, I, and actually the impetus was 
there was a local contest where unpublished authors can submit their manuscripts. And it was through our public library press, which is no longer. But I started writing for that. And that was where my first rejection came in. And so when that happened, I went back and I rewrote. And at at that time that I was rewriting, I was sure that I was writing a romance. Right, right. I was, I, I was certain of it. I knew that it was a romance. Uh-huh. And I went to a workshop. So this is like the second, uh, second big milestone. I went mm-hmm. to a workshop. Um, Piper Hughley was at the workshop. Sharice mm-hmm. Hodges. Mm-hmm. Kiana Alexander mm-hmm. they were all at this workshop talking about romance novels right the first thing that Sharice Hodges says is you got to make sure that you have a romance novel the first criteria is there has to be a romance yes. as the main plot so I was like right. I'm good there second criteria has to have an ATA or an HFM yeah absolutely it did not have that <laughs> she ended up alone at the end of it but it was alone and fulfilled so So, it was leaning leaning more towards women's fiction versus exactly romance yeah exactly that's exactly what it I, i was so devastated but then at the same time i said i have a women's fiction novel and that is how I found the Women's Fiction Writers Association. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they also have an unpublished contest it's called, called the Rising Star Contest. Right. And so I entered that contest. And when I entered that contest, I got some great feedback, did not mm-hmm. win that contest. Mm-hmm. And that is when I connected with an editor in the Women's Fiction Writers Association named Sue Ann. And she gave me a lot of helpful advice. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a two-pass edit, a developmental, and then another edit. Mm-hmm. And I realized then that I needed a lot of those craft elements mm-hmm. that I didn't have, like story structure. Yeah, I didn't really have that. I needed higher stakes than what was happening so really it was more like I was writing a tv show than I was writing a story because you know how a tv show it has this happened this happened exactly yeah so that's exactly what I was really writing and from there that was a uh, a little bit that was 2016 and at 2016 that was also the time that I was like because I was sure I had everything going on was like I was gonna be ready to publish this was right before she gave all of this info to me about hey this is not ready honey and I put a test book out there which is still out there it's just basically a really long short story mm-hmm. and so that's kind of how I first came on the scene but then when she gave me that info I put that book on the shelf because I had another idea in my head kind of brewing a little bit and wasn't sure exactly where it was gonna go but then uh, I decided to do the My Tender series blog serial and that was in 2018 and after that I was like I actually like reading about this might write a book about this this book needs to go a little bit in this direction so that's kind of where I got the hook for this book was the my ten, my tender series. So the couple were already informed in my mind. Yeah. But the the hook of online dating and how that turns out and crazy stuff that can happen during online dating, yeah. all that came about because of the blog serial. And so from there, I used the same developmental editor. I used the same editor and she gave me a lot of good points and also had a couple of RWA writing partners. That chapter is no longer going on, but I still have those writing partners that were from, that were from RWA to help as well. So 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I asked about craft because I think so many people think that writing a romance is easy and yes, that writing a romance doesn't have mechanics or structure or anything like that. Again, you brought up the plot points that you gotta have a romance, you gotta have a happily ever after. There has to be some sort of resolution at the end or a resolution for now. And I think a lot of people think, oh, writing a romance is easy. You just write what's there, write, write some love on the paper, some sex. Yes. And, it, and it's not like that. You have to have something meaty and structural to kind of hook, basically have the hook to hook your writers in. And I definitely think you had the hook with the dating, taking the dating series yeah. and kind of novel, a novelization of your own experiences. So let's yeah. talk about this, this Tinder series. What made you want to document that on your blog, first of all? I don't know. I was just being crazy. <laughs> it just came out of the blue. I just, you know, actually, I was on Tinder and kind of getting my profile together and everything. And it was just kind of a little bit of madness and a little bit of crazy. And I thought, right, I might want to tell somebody about this. <laughs> So I just started blogging about it. And, you know, too, at the time I had, uh, didn't really have too much content for my blog because mm-hmm. I wasn't exactly sure where my blog was going to go. It was it was actually in a big transition. At first, when I started off my blog, it was really about the craft. It was about mm-hmm. writing and it was and it was two writers and things of that nature. And yeah. And you know how you get into different things where they, you know, they're telling yeah. you, yeah, if you're an author, you should really be talking about writing. If that's not the target audience you want, yeah. if you're writing fiction, you know, that kind of thing. And so I I just had a little bit of a, a change of heart, but I, why it went that way, that was just, I don't know, shot in the dark. I guess you were like, I got to put this somewhere so people believe all this craziness happened to me. It was, <laughs> it was, right. It, it was just straight craziness happening. Being, when I've been on, I've done the online dating stuff. I had done all of that before, but hadn't done Tinder. And now why did I think I was actually going to find somebody on Tinder is beyond me. Listen, you never, I mean, you never know. I mean, when I was out there dating, like, I didn't use Tinder. I think I used, like, OkCupid, which is, like, the dumpster safari of all these places. And then I used, like, Match. And then oh. Black People Meet. Remember Black People Meet? Yes! Um, yes, I, I, I do! I that. And I had, some, I had some crazy experiences, too. And I did chronic. I didn't think to, like, turn it into a novel. But I, but you were very brilliant for that. But I, but I definitely did, you know, put it down and and chronicle my my craziness that happened so what did you take from dating that way through online dating in your 30s late 30s 40s that you feel like it's like totally different for somebody like say in their 20s I think for and even now I'm thinking about going back out there not on tinder but (laughs) think about going back out there but I think even now it'll be a little bit different for me and be a little more direct but when I went out there for tinder I was very focused on this is what I want this is what I'm not gonna deal with and in my 20s when I was out on black people meet or <laughs> on black remember black voices and black yes. pla- you know we, black planet Lord yes Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, and when I was that age and doing that, I was just kind of out there. It was just like, hmm, I, I, I meet who I meet. Right. It, it, it's just what it is. If there was no focus, there was no, what do you want in a partner kind of thing. Uh-huh. And profiles back then, my profiles look very different than my Tinder <laughs> profile, <laughs> which was like, I want this, this, this. I don't want this. Don't come at me if you just want X, Y, Z, you know, all that. I mean, you were grown. Like, you were grown. In your 20s, you're carefree. Like, look, I got a whole life to live before I get all serious. And then all of a sudden, time creeps up. You're like, oh, I guess I better get serious. (laughs) Right. 
and even then and even then I was serious but I wasn't as serious as I think I would be today yeah even then I was more so looking for an activity partner I think Mm -hmm. It, it was kind of like I had all my stuff together but I didn't have that part together and I guess that's kind of where Fortune and I are sort of similar. similar we're, yeah. we're not, we're the same person, y'all. Yeah. Just because yeah. this has, yeah, is inspired by the fortune yeah. is not me. But I was looking more for an activity partner because I had all the rest of my life pretty much together. I had the work thing together. I had the living situation and all that together, mm-hmm. you know, And I've always been that person because it was instilled in me to never depend on somebody monetarily for something. So I had that part at least together. But what I didn't have together and what I really wanted to do was I wanted to go out and I didn't want to go out by myself. It's one thing to take a book and go to dinner and read. It's another Mm. thing to want to go out Bowling or something. Yeah, yeah, involves like interaction yeah. with other people. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I wanted to I wanted to date. And that was the one thing I didn't have together. And so that was really what I was looking for when I went out and made my Tinder profile. So it was focused in that way, but it wasn't, it's still, I think today, if I were to do that, it would be focused in a different way. Right, right. So you mentioned you mentioned fortune and let's go ahead and start talking about the book, uh the accidental okay. flight. So we have Fortune Edwards who has her career together, even though some people kind of try her at work um here and yeah. there. But for the most part, <laughs> careers together. She has a good friendship group and things like that. But she just like you said, wants someone to share those other nerdy interesting parts with her and her friend Jace was it what's his name? Lewis. 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 Girl, yeah. all this up, girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Lewis. It's a lot of it's a lot of it's folks. A lot of in here. In here. It's a lot of beans in here. You know. and <laughs> um he wants her to go out and find someone and stuff and he suggests the online dating and she's like, I don't know about this. But he's like, do it, do it, do it. And simultaneously uh Jason who's this big buff construction guy is dating to not really finding what he's looking for either mm-hmm. and so his friend dares him to go on the same site to find someone but he happens to come across fortune's profile he's like oh i like i like what i see or whatever but he makes a fatal mistake this the other thing you also giving tips in here girl don't be clicking on nobody who has a group photo in their profile why would you do that sir like we don't know who you are. <laughs> and so she mistakenly thinks that he is someone else that she's seen yeah. um, out in public. And when she's yeah, because he's also in the photo and they they're kind of similar build and all this stuff. And she's like, Oh my God, it must be the guy that I'm crushing on. But when she finds out that it's not the guy, but his friend, they seem to hit it off but then shenanigans happen that's all i'm gonna say all types of right. shenanigans happen and make me want to choke fortune and strike <laughs> and then maybe me want to shake jason too and, so and, yeah of that going on we can talk about and, that yes we can talk <laughs> about that girl because i like girl and when you say you mentioned you was like fortune isn't nothing like me fortune is definitely nothing like you i know i, I feel like i know you now and i was like why would never never do this no. yeah no would never do this um but you know fortune makes some decisions that are very wild i think she lives in her head a lot and she she makes assumptions about situations because she's living in her head based on previous experiences that she's had like of course this is happening because this happened to me before so of course this is going to happen now and she's like yeah. jumps to conclusions and doesn't yes. talk it out so like she is like the only time i miscommunication trope like she's just yes. like i'm just gonna miscommunicate everything everything, <laughs> everything and just shoot myself in the dirt foot 
You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, 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 and yeah. yeah. And Jason and she, is trying to work with her, but he's like getting frustrated. No. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, girl, exactly. what are you talking about? And I just I just love the fact that we kind of see her growth of getting or sort of getting out of her head toward the end. And what was it about Fortune's character? Because character sweet does first. What yes. was the one thing about Fortune's character that was speaking to you first that was like, I need to put this on 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 paper? Like there's something about her character that's resonating with me that other people need to see or read about. My first thing with Fortune was She kind of, some of her, oh, wow, this is kind of hard to say. <laughs> some some of her, her poor choice making, you know, yeah. some of that, well, actually, a lot of that has to do with this kind of, she thinks she is protecting herself. Yes. She has this wall up and she thinks she's protecting herself. Yeah. And uh, that kind of derives a little bit from like my experiences with online dating a little uh-huh. bit. Yeah. I probably should first, you know, say that I feel in general, I feel in general that as plus size women, because that's kind of, that's part of her thing. It's, it, yeah. yeah. It's not that she, it's not that she is, well, she's at a certain place in her, in her journey that I'm, yes. I'm not at that part of her, that journey, but I have been there. Yes. And so I guess yes. that kind of, that kind of resonated. And I think a lot of what we see now and too, you know, everybody that's, listen to you know the podcast knows that I have some college friends on here and you know we're all you know of course we're all the same age we're all in our 40s but we're all you know speaking from being plus size and most of us are black women and um we all want to see kind of that representation but there's certain ways that we want to see that representation in books and for me, I think with Fortune, mainly what resonated or what kind of struck me or what I really wanted to make sure that I got across with her character is she is she may not be ultimately confident as far as the desire portion. Right. As far as that love life, men desire me no matter what size or even that I am plus size and I know I look good plus size. Right, kind of. right, right, right. She is not at that level yet. Right. However, she is not at the level of I'm plus size and I'm and I don't look good and I whatever. Right. You right. know, she's not at that level. I right. feel like in a sense for me, or at least kind of for my journey or how I've kind of seen my journey there's that level of and I don't think I've ever really been on this level because you know but there's that level of I don't like myself because I'm overweight and I really want to lose weight yeah there's that level and we've seen that happen you know then and a lot of that has to do with kind of society hitting you over the head you know yeah you got to be skinny so there's that level you've got to overcome that level to to me to then get to like an acceptance level of this is my body this is who i am i will love myself for who i am absolutely absolutely yeah and then to me after that comes another level like a confidence level not just i'm accepting of who i am but no i look good yeah, I, don't I don't care what other people think. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like I know I look good and I'm relishing I look good mm-hmm. in who I am, whatever yeah. size I am. I know I yeah. look good. I have that confidence. And she's not at that level 
but she has passed that acceptance level yeah you know yeah and so I feel like when I was in that online dating headspace a lot of times that headspace hits on you and kind of chips away at that confidence level absolutely at least it, you know, they, they say the demographic that doesn't get picked most online are black women. And then if you add being plus size on it, then it's yeah. even lower. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, I know when I was out there dating, you know, even at my heaviest, I think I'm probably close to 250 then, you know, men would say stuff like, you know, do you work out? Maybe you should work out and try to like get me to like go on gym dates with them. I'm like, look, I'm not oh doing that. God. I want to go eat hamburgers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do that. It's not a date for me. That's that's you trying yes. to change me and who I am, exactly, and stuff like that. And I think it's just it gets frustrating, particularly as a plus size black woman, because you have all these other layers going on, right? You have race, you have yes. um, body uh, image, you have age. So you have you're in your forties plus size age or late 30 plus size age all this stuff is going on yes to, to compound on your like dating experience it gets so frustrating and you see that with fortune who is just like does he like me for me does he like me because i'm black right. does he like me because i'm plus size does he not like me because i'm black does he not like me because i'm plus size? does he not like does he think i'm old like all these things right. are going in my mind exactly. and I, I started laughing because i'm like you know i've been there and I've, I've definitely surpassed that particular journey of my life. But, you know, I've been there. And as a character, you kind of like with her, like, girl, the man wants to be with you. Like, can't you see? Right. But but yeah, we have right. to realize people, like you said, are still on their own healing journeys. Yes. And for us, we get to see Fortune's healing journey, journey apart from meeting Jason. Because it's not really about Jason. Yes, it's about just pouring things into her. But it's also yeah. about fortune accepting these things, being allowed to accept these things. I think one of the right. lines that resonated with me so much, and I highlighted it, was when she was on the date with well, I was born. She was on a date. I ain't gonna go say with who, because I'm not gonna, okay. I'm not gonna say nothing. But she was on a date, and the person kept calling her cute. I have been there, because I'm like, look, cute is for babies. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be cute. Yeah. I want to be sexy. I want to be attractive. I want to be beautiful. I want to be desired. You yes. know what I'm saying? It's a level of desirability that she was seeking. And she said something like, why pick a man who calls me cute when I could have been out with a man who called me beautiful? And I was like, oh, right. yes. That's it. You don't want to be out with no these. Pu- Let me be quiet. Let me do I hear calling you cute. You want to be with somebody that calls you beautiful. Like they think right. you're beautiful. There's a there's a there's a level there's a difference there and people yes. and then for for plus size women people say oh you gotta accept people calling you cute. I don't want to just be cute I want to be beautiful and desirable right. and accepted that just right. that just hit that just, that line hit home with me so hard because I was like I've been there particularly when I was dating out there dating because you know yeah. the guys like oh you're so cute I'm like I don't want to be cute cute is for your sister your your niece a puppy a baby oh, right. I don't want to be cute. You know, exactly. you don't want to sleep with cute people, you know, right? you want to, you want to have sex with sexy people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They got to be sexy. They got to be hot. You know, yes. they have to be hot. desirable. Be cute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, it just, it just resonated with me. And the fact that Jason from the job, he finds her beautiful and not only that intriguing and interesting yeah, and and wanting to get to know all the quirky parts of her, and her realizing like this guy is for real. It takes a while we realize, but yeah. finding this <laughs> guy is for real. And I think and Jason is not a man without his flaws too. So let's talk about kind of the characterization of Jason, and what did you kind of base his character on, or is he kind of an amalgamation of the positive experiences you had? Uh, with online dating so with jason i think jason was a little bit of wish fulfillment <laughs> for <laughs> for me i know that's right as far as, <laughs> as far as the online dating experience he's a little bit of wish fulfillment but he's to me he's also you know i've had i have several guy friends and 
he's the the friend part of him the part of him that's just like you know I just want to hang out with you I just want to learn about you know and I you know I want us to laugh and talk about xyz you know that's a lot of you know from some of you know my guy friends you know and, and and guy family members too but definitely like as far as the his his look is definitely which he is he's a he's a thick one girl he's yes thick. yes <laughs> he's a thick burly one he, yes. he, I, was thinking, I was trying to think about who he who he reminded me of and the only thing i could think of was not tra- i don't know not, not travis kelsey but his brother you know his brother he, his brother no. that his okay. Brother, Travis Kelsey plays on offense. His brother plays on defense. Defense. So okay. Yes. So big, yes. Big, big yeah. So I kept thinking, like, in my mind, I kept, like, fan casting him. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I think he has blue eyes. He has blonde hair, I think. So I was like, yeah, that's the kind of guy she was describing. Like a big, thick, kind of lumberjack type dude. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. He's in construction. He works with his hands and right he, um, he also works at the school too so he's you know he's he's like soft rugged but sensitive yes yeah, yeah. And, and you know and two part part of that is kind of like part of that is kind of like the opposite of what i was coming up yeah well who were who was swiping right on me yes, yes. i i was getting the opposite of that you know <laughs> That's that's kind of my thing. I, I I like guys who are big, guys who work with their hands, and you know that that's just kind of who I I you know these are the people who I grew up around. You know these right, people. Right. You know I'm from the country, yeah. and you know that that's how my whole family was. I mean they they were either you know the guys were either farmers or they fix stuff or mm-hmm. they're mechanics or mm-hmm. you know stuff like that blue and it's like brothers. yeah exactly exactly yeah. totally blue collar and the thing about it was i wanted for jason to be to not be the guy that we see all of the time the athletic yeah you know yeah. Yes, more plus the, the cut. Yes. And, and right. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. wanted him, I you know, I wouldn't necessarily say dad bod at this point because he does have some definition. I just said plus like a, a plus bit. size man, not a dad yes. bod. It's different. Right. Dad bod just don't care no more. Like you just don't yeah. care. He cares. Like he's like, I care about yes. my Work out, yeah, he does, but I'm not like yeah. beating myself over the head, you know. Yeah, exactly. That, that type of thing, you know? Exactly. I mean, the dude loves IPA beer and cinnamon rolls. Yes. I mean, you can yes. only be, you yes. can only be so cut, but then at the same time, you know, he 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 actually, you know, works or whatever, you know. So, yeah. you know, he's working with his hands and he's lifting, you know, heavy things and stuff, and so. You know, that's kind of that's kind of what I gravitate towards. That's kind of what I like. That's not yeah. always what I was getting. So that's why I say he's kind of a wish fulfillment. But personality wise, and two, the other thing about him that I really wanted to kind of make sure that we get across is that he does not, he's really not about playing games. He yes. is not at that point in his life. Yes. Yes. And you know, a lot of, you know, the the guys that I talk to now as far as, you know, friends of, of mine and family members, they are in that point at their lives. And of course, they're around, a lot of them around this age or older, mm-hmm. but it's, that's always kind of been an attractive thing for me. I yeah. have never really, I've never really wanted to do that game plan thing, even yeah. in my 20s. I didn't understand it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I've always wanted that in somebody else. And um, I wanted him to make, I wanted to make sure it came across that he's not at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's clear from the beginning that Jason 
you know, has had terrible luck in dating. And he's not really a person who dates all, all around just to be sleeping with people and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's somebody who wants a serious relationship. Yeah. You know, and so when his friends, I think his friends think it's a joke to put him on the on the plus size. Yeah. Thing, especially, you know, Seth or whatever. I don't like him. Seth, <laughs> Seth and stuff, you know, like go on here and they think it's a joke. Ha ha. But he finds someone amazing on there, you know, who, you yeah. know, captures his attention. And I think for him, he took the whole, it's, it, yeah, it was a dare, but you know I got something amazing out of this Mm -hmm. and then when we get to the point in the the story where it just all everything just goes to shit like it just just everything coming together and crash (laughs) down and you're just like oh girl what is happening yeah right Um, we realize even still Jason Jason still, Jason still wants this woman despite her poor ass choice. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Choice. Exactly. Like, Why did you do this? What was the point, girl? <laughs> Even though he's All mad with her, because of again, <laughs> communication in her head, misunderstanding, and so you know we realize that Jason is. I think Jason is a a lot better man than you know at times fortune deserves because. Some girls, these choices, girl, that you are making, but he's yes. patient with her. I think the number one thing is that he's patient. Um, yeah. And that's what Fortune needs in her life at that moment somebody who's patient with her. Right. Right. Exactly. Working through these things. And then she might need some therapy. And she need to work through these right. things. Work through these things, not just her friends, you know, to lead on. She might need some, she might need some therapy to go through. Yeah. This. She, she, yeah, she does. She needs a little help. Yeah, she needs a little help. So what, yeah. what, what's been the first? What was the one? You don't have to give me like thing away majorly. So what okay. was like some of the hardest scenes for you to write in in the novel? And what well, were some is, fun things for you to write? Some fun things. the The hardest, the hardest scene for me to write. And this is not really giving anything away if you read any reviews because a lot of people have talked about it. But the the hate set scene it was the hardest one for me to write. Ooh, no. <laughs> I read too. But um, but I will say it was hard for me to write because I did not. So this is the journey of this. I did not start out. I did not start out thinking that I was going to write steamy romance. Okay. And you know, in my first little test book that's out there is Fade to Black. Now it it's like I think what they call it now is sweet steamy. So you see a little bit of something, but it's but they close the door when the sex happens. Yeah. So I didn't start out thinking that and even with this book when I started writing it I didn't start out thinking that either but Mm. Jason and Fortune said we want to have the door open (laughs) they spoke we want to have all this yes exactly they were just like okay this is what's gonna happen so I kept seeing this scene in my mind but it wasn't coming out kind of like I was seeing because I wasn't, I wasn't really, I didn't have any experience writing that, you know? Okay. So. I I uh, thought it was tastefully done in a way that also, also we, let's not also forget this book. It has a white, white guy and a black woman, right? It could have went another way with this hate sex thing and it would have made people a little uncomfortable. You know what I mean? But I don't think, I don't think it did it in a way that you, they'd be like this white man kind of aggressive like he kind of he kind of right. aggressive toward this black lady and it's kind of like making me uncomfortable because we have we have seen that in a number of interracial romances where it gets a little funky and weird sometimes <laughs> right people don't, people don't realize that you need to also take into account certain nuances with, with that and it can be done in a tasteful way but I think you just handle it in a very tasteful way and it's and it's you know, slightly, like you said, sweet and steamy, open, open door, and uh, 
I don't have no complaints about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you said it was difficult for you to write because it's not your wheelhouse. But, but yeah. It, it was, yeah, it wasn't my wheelhouse. And then just like you were saying, it right, it could go very wrong, right? So right. in my first pass, I wasn't really sure how this was coming off. And the yeah. other thing, the other thing about it is, is that I wanted to make sure that one of my big things is um, making sure that you show consent mm-hmm. and making sure that you know, making sure that, you know, there's protection, right? Yes. So those are my two kind of big things. But the, in my first pass, when, before I, you know, when I gave it to beta readers, I I felt kind of weird because I was like, this is not kind of, I mean, he's coming off. Jason is not an alpha. He's not, he's not an alpha at all, but he was coming off a little bit alpha slash, and it was coming off a little bit of, like dub con yeah kind yeah, of yeah it was yeah. given those vibes in my first pass yeah. and i said i need help beta readers uh because this yeah. is not coming off correctly and the scene was really really long <laughs> at yeah, the time. Yeah, it was like yeah. way too long it's like <laughs> oh my gosh you know are these people still doing this you know <laughs> <laughs> you know this is too this is too much but um uh but I, I was my beta readers, they helped me. They helped me with that. And so, you know, I think this time around, of course, you know, is it's great to read. It's yeah. just it was just hard to write. Okay, so what were some of the fun parts that were like lighthearted? I, I think the banter is like is really good. Oh, know? I love I love the banter. That's the, you know, my favorite thing, my favorite thing to write is dialogue. And yeah. sometimes I just, I, I I hate description so much. Sometimes I just write the dialogue and then I'm yeah. like, okay, in revision, we will add the description. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. because the thing is, I, I, I'm, I'm that visual writer that sees the whole thing in my mind. And, and I know y'all aren't in my mind, but sometimes I think y'all are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, y'all, and y'all like, y'all know what this movie theater look like, or y'all know what this place look <laughs> like. Like you've been in a movie record. theater, you know what that look like. You don't need to describe it. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. It's like I don't, you know, we don't need to describe all that. But but I love the banter. I loved the there are a couple of scenes where they what the scene where they the scene where they talk about golden girls and about uh, although th- there's a couple of scenes there's one with Jason where they talk about golden girls and then there's one fortune and louis where they talk about golden girls kind of like that aftermath of the yes. first date that was fun to write yeah um yes. and there's a kind of a there's a scene at the end oh <laughs> There's another scene that's it's really fun to write. And here's a nugget for all of y'all. So her second on her second date, she goes to a ramen joint. So this is how that scene came about. So uh-huh. I had some PF Changs and it was hot. You know, it's like their chicken miso, their chicken yes. miso. And it was hot to me. Now to, to most people it probably isn't but I have a low tolerance so it was so hot I was like coughing and I was drinking water and I was like no you're not supposed to drink water you're supposed to drink milk if it's no, something right, hot right, right. like I was like and I just I felt my face heating up or whatever and right after that I wrote that second date scene <laughs> and that's where that came from wow because I had had I had had dinner and I was ready. I mean, I was, I sat down. I was like, oh yes, I'm ready for my PF change. Chicken miso, yes. And it was just so hot. And I was like, oh, Were I you on a date now? Or were you on a I date? was not oh, on a date. <laughs> I was like, girl, like this is- Me, this that would have been wild if I was. Yeah, no, I, I, I would not act that way. <laughs> I would, I probably. I would. I'll never forget, I went on a date once. This is so off topic. I went on a date and I wore these shoes 
and they were like not working like every time I, I would try to walk my ankle would be all acting crazy like I yeah and so I'm trying to walk and look cute and, it, I, and I'm like this is not gonna work I didn't even make it halfway to the movie theater oh my god I was like look turn around I gotta go home and the guy was like you sure I said yes either turn around and go home or I'm gonna go in the shoe store and go buy me some sneakers because it's <laughs> not gonna work so he was All like right. Take you home. The date was over because I could not walk in. What made me think I was gonna walk in those shoes? I like a oh duck. It was awful. It was awful. Okay, put that in your next book. That's right. That's what. That's what's gonna happen. It was bad. It was girl. It was so bad. But I think we all have those stories that are just like wild and crazy. And for yeah. you to take your experiences and I think turn them into this positive and this beautiful book about a woman coming to terms with all the things she's gone through in her life. I think that's a wonderful thing. I think it's beautiful. I think, you know, sometimes pain turns into like, you know, be a beautiful experience. Yeah. And for me as a reader of this book and you and this being your debut, it was just awesome. To, and I can relate so much with so much of what fortune had gone through particularly with the dating and yeah. meeting guys online and even some of the things that jason's gone through with like yeah. dating people and you just know y'all don't fit but people think y'all should be together and you know right. all of that it's just like i could relate so much as a person who was at the time dating in my late in my 30s and stuff like that it was just really really hard for for me to like you know, go through it and for me to like really, really relate to this on the page. I think it's great. I think, I mean, I think you definitely knocked it out of the park with your with Thank your you. debut here. So what's next for you left us and with a little bit of a cliffhanger girl at the end. So it's a, it, yeah, it's a little bit it's <sighs> it's more of an HFN than an it's a HFA. It's a habit yes. for down. Yeah. Well, so. I, well for you as a writer, I see nothing but amazing things going on for you i definitely see you having you. having a, a great readership people have been enjoying i've seen the reviews i don't normally read reviews but because i was interviewing you i read reviews so okay. <laughs> i read other people's reviews i don't read mine yeah, but, um, right. um, i try not people, to read mine have, but right, i can't help really it. been enjoying it particularly on amazon they have really enjoyed yeah. it um what's been the most fulfilling part for you in this whole kind of new author journey Really, to see people actually just say, which is why I shouldn't read reviews, but I do, but to see people say that they connect with the character or even to see them get it. Like when you said, you know, she's making, like when I said she's making poor choices, you're like, I'm just going to wring her neck. I was like, yes, she's getting it. She's getting it. She understands it. It's like... When you feel a certain way about the characters and you see that other people are feeling that same way, it's like, oh my gosh, I wrote it where they can get it, where they can understand and exactly, it. And that, you've done your job as a writer. It connects, yes. Yep, yep. And that, and that just, that's the best feeling ever. Yep, you know? yeah, yeah, that means you've done your job as a writer. You, you've relayed that and, and, and really develop that character so well that we're having these visceral reactions to, yeah. to who they are and what the choices they make on page that just frustrate the crap out of us yeah, exactly <laughs> yes but but i'm glad it, it's frustrating but not necessarily so frustrating that you won't put the book down it's like they want right. to see I had a friend say to me, I, I want to see them together. You know, it's like, I know they're going to do this, but I want to see them together. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. She's sticking with it. She wants to see them together. I'm like, yeah, that's the best part ever. <laughs> that is the best part. All right. So I know this is your podcast, but since I'm the guest host, I'm going to do what I do on my podcast. Okay. We're going to play a little game of this or that. To, okay. to round out the, the interview. All right. And um, we are going to see what you're just saying. The first thing that comes on, on your mind and what okay. you think. So your favorite book as a kid. I think we talked a little bit about that though. Sweet Valley Sweet. High. Yeah, yeah. I loved, I loved the Sweet Valley High series. 
I did I did mention though that I was and a little bit Drew. of a and Nancy Drew. I did mention though I was a little bit of a snob. So I will say also that big favorites was was Charlotte's Web. And that's like one of those literature books that everybody whatever. That was one of my favorites. And you know, so I had to be a little bit of a snob there. Not all about Sweet Valley High, but yeah. Yeah. Do you like writing heroes or villains? I like writing heroes because okay. writing villains is very hard and to go through emotions. Do you like writing love scenes or dramatic arguments? I think I already know your answer. <laughs> well, you know dramatic arguments. <laughs> yep. I love dramatic arguments. Yeah. Yep, yep. oh, I love reading love scenes. Dramatic reading dramatic arguments and looking at them on TV shows and movies, they frustrate me so bad. They give me anxiety. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Your favorite place to write. Oh, I won't be specific about it, but in the library. Okay. I won't be specific about which yeah, one. Yeah, don't know how nobody coming there looking for you. Right. So I heard on the podcast you like to go to XYZ, so I've been stalking you. <laughs> right exactly i was like no but but in the library yeah the last romance novel that you read i listened to the change up by megan quinn okay and a lot steamier than i think i'm going to ever write well this is partly an author thing and it's also partly uh indulgement thing now that i've actually started reading some of her stuff but mm-hmm. I started reading her stuff because she was an also bought under my book and I said I don't really know her that well <laughs> me read her <laughs> but the whole funny I, I love funny bits like that mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. so that's why I've kept reading her she's hilarious do you write to music and if so what type of music do you write to so this is kind of a, I don't exactly write to music, but music is definitely part of my plotting slash thinking process. Um, and uh, I have a playlist for every piece of writing that I do. So you'll see in future books, my playlist. So I always make a playlist, but when I'm actually drafting, Sometimes it's hard because my playlists are songs with lyrics. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's hard to hear my own words when somebody's singing their words. That's true. Do you have a favorite word that you use in your writing? Favorite word. Hmm. I don't know that I have a favorite word that I use in my writing. I have one that I should be using. my favorite word that I should be using because it's a filler word is just and Uh I try to take that out but it doesn't always happen yeah I don't know so Hmm. let's do some fan casting if your book became a movie who would you want to play the lead okay so I do have a Pinterest board with a lot of inspirations for this and I do this a lot. I do fan cast a lot. So with Fortune, I immediately saw her as Danielle Brooke. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And for Jason, I couldn't think of the person that I, I couldn't think of the guy, but I could see him in my head. And now I realize that the guy that I had been seeing was Tom Hardy. Ooh, but Tom Hardy. Yeah, right? Tom Hardy with Jonathan Scott, you know, the Scott brothers with that kind of bent because he has that, Jonathan Scott has that kind of nerdy from the Property Brothers. He has that kind of nerdy bent. And of course, he's a construction guy. Construction guy, Um, yeah. But the look is Tom Hardy. I love me some Tom Hardy. Anyway. Yeah. um, Where do you see romance novels going in the next decade or what would you like to see romance novels going in the next decade i would actually 
like to see them diversify even more. People get even more courageous with them. We see this in the indie space a lot. And I would also like to see them get more of the respect that they deserve. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Even and though for, the money, even though the money says that they should get all the respect, right? Right, right, right. Romance makes the most money out of all genres, but we get paid the least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> and we don't get on the list <laughs> like yeah, we, we should. Get on the list, even though people are reading us. This is my last question. So, mm-hmm. when it's all said and done kind of a two-part question when it's all when you're all said and done you've written like a million books what do you want readers to say about the books you write and what does literary success look like to you so I want them to say that the book inspired them to read more or slash write themselves mm-hmm. my part-time job which I wish was my full-time job at this point other than writing is teaching mm-hmm. And I, and I teach English and I love to see that light come on when students are writing and they're inspired. I love that. The second part, literary success, it will be when my books get into libraries, that's going to be, uh, I feel like that's going to be success for me. Yes, yes, yes. And as a person with a book in a library, it, it 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 if you were a kid who grew up in a library system like I did, Me. um shout out yep. to Cal County Public Library, it's wild to see it come full circle to see your book in the library that people can check out on Libby physically wherever. Yes. I'm like, and then your friends contact you. I got at the library. I see your book. I'm like, what? yes, <laughs> that's crazy. But it's gonna happen for you. I yes. know it is. And so I just wish you much success, friend. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And tell us, you know, I know this is your podcast, but tell the people where they can get more information on your writing, specifically on, you know, all the things that you write and where they can purchase the accidental swipe. Oh, yeah. So ymnelson.com which, yeah, I guess that is different from the podcast website. So my website, ymnelson.com, is where all my books are and everything about writing and the blog posts that started this all, they are still there. (laughs) With the accidental swipe right now, you can get the ebook on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited, but it will not be on Kindle Unlimited for long because, again... I believe in being in libraries. So if you are on Kindle Unlimited, get it now, download it now, because it will not be up there for long. My paperback is everywhere that most paperbacks are sold. If you want an autographed copy of the paperback, it's at Park Road Books, Charlotte, North Carolina, and they have a website. Um, I think it's parkroadbooks.com or Park. I know their Instagram is Park Road Books CLT. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been my honor and my pleasure to sit on your podcast and repay the favor and talk to you all about your debut book, just like you did me. I'm lucky and blessed to call you friend now. And yes. we're gonna be in each other's lives forever now. Oh, know you know it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I already saw so and I'm so glad that you know we have hooked up and became friends and we're both on this journey together so thank you so much for having me oh yes thank you for being here yes can't wait to have you back again of course girl and I'm gonna have you on my podcast too boom boom there you go (laughs) while that's the end of our discussion it's not the end of the story so to speak We now have premium episodes, which you can get in your feed, wherever you listen to podcasts, or in your inbox, if you listen on nerdyromanticspodcast.com. And if you want to know more about the nerdy romantics world, 
sign up for our newsletter. Visit my website at nerdyromanticspodcast.com for more details. Now that's the end of the story. Until next time, thank you for listening. Star date, not too distant future. Brandon is a diehard Trekkie. He's watched every Star Trek franchise episode multiple times. He has several cosplay and collectible uniforms in his closet. Commander Will Riker is his favorite cosplay character, and he's been to dozens of conventions. But he's never met or gotten in a fight with another Trekkie like Phoenix. Phoenix is looking forward to her first Star Trek convention until she meets Brandon. He's nothing like the Riker character she loves to hate. He's combative, socially awkward, and off-putting. But he's so adorable. Phoenix and Brandon keep running into each other, each time more heated than the next. With three days of convention to get through, will they get past the hostility and find what they know is there? Attraction and perhaps love? This is the premise of Stardate, a free e-story for my newsletter subscribers, available on February 1st. If you like Trekkie romance, romantic comedy, or just like to see a little grumpy sunshine trope, this story is for you. Go to ymnelson.com backslash subscribe and get your free copy.